One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Daily Tech News Show is powered by you. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Friday, May the 4th. Be with you 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And also in Los Angeles at Studio Feline. I'm Sarah Lane. And from my art cave in Lebronto. I'm Len Peralta. Ooh, Lebronto. <laughs> Sounds good. I've heard tell of it. Uh, also joining us today from San Francisco, uh, senior editor at Engadget, Nicole Lee is back. Hi, Nicole. Hello. I am from the uh, amazing conference room that I am here. <laughs> oh, I've heard tell of it. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer, Roger Chang, is here as well. Roger, how are you? I'm good. Good. That's excellent. Well... Let's start with a few tech things you should know, then. Vine co-founder Dom Hoffman announced his follow-up app called V2 will be postponed for a, quote, indefinite amount of time because of logistics and funding issues. Hoffman already runs an early-stage startup called Interspace VR and says he doesn't want to split his focus. Germany's Heise.de reported that Intel CPUs are affected by eight vulnerabilities, the site called Spectre Class. Intel said it is finalizing mitigations for all eight, one of which was discovered by Google's Project Zero. They're going to reveal details about that one on May 7th. The site also says that AMD processors may be vulnerable. They're looking into that as well. Magazine subscription service Texture, which Apple purchased back in March, will shut down its Windows app at the end of June. Interesting because Texture's Android, Amazon Fire, and iOS apps still supported. But it appears that development of the Windows Store version in particular had lagged for some time, according to lack of updates and a lot of negative user reviews. In the fine tradition of causing market confusion and bankrupting otherwise useful terms of their meaning, AT&T has begun marketing 5G Evolution to customers in Austin who have the Samsung Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus. 5G Evolution is neither 5G nor an evolution. It uses 4x4 MIMO and 256 QAM to get more speed out of LTE, a 4G technology. It's also something T-Mobile has offered since 2016. I mean, it's sort of an evolution, right? It's an evolution for AT&T, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> if you want to be charitable, which I obviously didn't, but maybe we should. Uh, let's talk a little bit more, Sarah, about Instagram. 
Let's do it. TechCrunch reader Janady O'Crane, hope I got your name right, noted that Instagram added the ability for some users to add a credit or debit card. What does that mean? Well, Instagram conferred to TechCrunch, it's testing native payments for booking appointments such as restaurants or salons. Uh, Riley is one of the first partners. Rezzy. Rezzy is, Rezzy. Yep. is one of the first partners, rather. You know, it's funny. Uh, when I first read the story, I was like... But, you know, like, I don't want to send Tom a payment via DM on Instagram. Like, I have so many other options to do that. However, when um, ads are forced in my face, as they are on Instagram regularly, and I've stopped trying to hide them, I just deal with it now. I get why this would make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's not, of, it's not person-to-person payments. It's, oh, no. I'm, I'm making a reservation. Let me prepay for it. Yeah, it's Although a business account. For a reservation? It's something that a business account could add the yeah, functionality to. Exactly. I guess I, it is weird though. Like, does Resi do that a lot? I, I'm, I don't use Resi that often, but the few times I have, I hadn't have to, haven't had to pay. I just pay for the meal at the end. So Nicole, I, what do you think of this? No, nothing. Oh, I think maybe we lost Nicole. Oh, we may have lost Nicole. Oh, I, I'm back. There you go. Okay. Hey. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of the Instagram payment, I will say that it really works with the ads. Like if you get an ad for, you know, a bag or a pair of shoes, you can just tap on over and off you go. Buy- yeah. Buying what you want. Although it does seem that this seemed like this new one is more for the services. Card. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This, this, this is for services, but I can't imagine eventually the rollout for actually buying the thing that you're seeing. Yeah. NVIDIA announced it's canceling its GeForce Partner program after all the backlash. Uh, If you remember, AMD had blog postings about how it was creating new brands to get around it, uh, that its partners had complained about restrictions. NVIDIA claimed it only wanted partners to define one brand as exclusively powered by GeForce. NVIDIA says it didn't object to similar AMD-only brands or separate mixed brand offerings. In a blog post, though, NVIDIA wrote, rather than battling misinformation, we have decided to cancel the program. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so this is a lot of, you can decide what side of the fence you're on, but a lot of people are still accusing NVIDIA of trying to steal all the good brands and make sure that their partners used NVIDIA in there, forcing AMD to come up with new brands that might be seen as a little bit less valuable. Uh, I don't know if you've been following this, Nicole, but uh, I I don't know that there was going to be a consensus agreement in the industry about this. So probably smart for NVIDIA to just back out. Yeah, might as well just do it now instead of <laughs> hanging around. Take your branding deal and go home. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I see where AMD was coming from. It's like, look, if NVIDIA comes in and pressures partners to take their existing brands and make those NVIDIA only, sure, NVIDIA is not saying it's exclusive, but it does force us to be on a different name, which is going to cause some market confusion. I think in the end, it would have ended up balancing out and people would have realized, oh, Radeon's in that brand now. And maybe it even would have been better, uh, like NVIDIA says. But honestly, just honestly, leave it to the partners. I, honestly, I don't think it's a battle NVIDIA would have won. And they might as well just cut their losses and not generate more negative. Well, I press. think that's the calculus they came to, yeah. right? Is they decided, you know what? This is just making this is making more problems than it's worth. So let's get rid of it. And that's what they the, the strategy analytics smartphone model tracker is about to make 
a few of you mad, so sorry in advance. Services has new research that says that global smartphone shipments reached 345 million units in Q1 of 2018, with Apple's iPhone 10 in the top spot as world's best-selling smartphone model. SMT says the iPhone X's popularity is due to a blend of good design, sophisticated camera, extensive apps, and widespread real presence, retail presence rather, for the device in the marketplace, which accounted for 16 million units shipped in the first quarter. Xiaomi's Redmi 5A and Samsung's Galaxy S9 Plus were the world's top-selling Android smartphone models. And don't forget, the Galaxy S9s only came out at the end of the quarter. So you don't even have a full quarter of sales for Samsung here. Uh, this, is, this is actually uh, a really, really good showing for Samsung, uh, given that it was only a partial quarter. So expect the Galaxy S9 not only to pass the Redmi, but pass a bunch of these iPhone models as well. It'll be interesting to see in a full quarter-to-quarter comparison with the iPhone X later in its product cycle whether Galaxy S9 actually passes it there. But it does give the lie to all that hype, Nicole, that we were hearing like, no one's buying the iPhone X. Apple's doomed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's always like every year. I feel like this is same old, same old, same old amount. Apple's doom because it's iPhone X's not doing as well. Um, I mean that's good. I mean I still think Samsung will probably win out in the end. We'll have to wait and see. You know, as you say, Galaxy S9 just came out, so. Um, I kind of think Samsung will still top it, but we'll see. I think the other thing that's interesting about this is we're talking about Samsung, Apple, and Xiaomi. All in the same breath. Like, those are the top three brands of phone in the world right now. Uh, And for a while, Xiaomi was the the darling bargain price version. Then it was in trouble. And now it's back with a vengeance. Yeah. Xiaomi is is an upcoming brand. I mean, they're the number one brand in China, I think. Yeah, they just just retook the top spot. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think think that's right. I think they passed Huawei. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I, I look at this. I, I think these numbers are very interesting in a lot of ways. Uh, and it's not so much just, you know, is it Apple or, or Samsung at the top? But but just the fact that we have consolidated the smartphone market to the point that it is pretty much three brands and two operating systems right now. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about Defense One's report that the head of the U.S. FBI's Operational Technology Law Unit speaking at a conference in Denver, described several incidents in which criminals used unmanned aerial vehicles. You'll heard them call quadcopters or drones, but I like to say UAVs because drone can mean other things too. And we're talking about quadcopter type stuff, UAVs. Uh, Anyway, that uh, criminals have been using them to combat law enforcement. So the anecdotes told in the speech involved uh, several, including the most dramatic that claimed a gang executed a series of high-speed low passes at the agents in the observation post to flush them out. The group of UAVs was also used to stream video of the agents. That's the one you're seeing in the headlines, like a swarm of drones was used to attack FBI agents. Uh, It does sound like it was a pretty dramatic incident. Don't know how representative it is. The group of UAVs was also used, or I'm sorry, other incidents involved using UAVs to see who came and went from police departments. So simple surveillance, observe gaps in security patrols for robberies, uh, and even one example where they were used to monitor the Australian Port Authority workers so that smugglers could cause a distraction if they noticed the workers getting too close to containers that contained contraband. So if somebody would look like they were about to inspect the wrong 
crate or the wrong wrong uh, container unit, uh, I don't know, they'd faint and be like, oh, <laughs> come over. I'm sure it was more sophisticated than that. But uh, Yeah, this is getting a lot of attention because of that headline of swarms of drones. How How much of a problem do you think this really is? Who's going to, I mean, who, who, I, I'm assuming they're cloaked somehow. I'm assuming you can't see them. I, mean, I, I, I think just, you can see them. You I don't can think can you see them? Yeah. I think they're just, you know, they dart in and dart out. <laughs> wow. Or I they're guess, high guess, enough that you guess, don't, guess, notice don't notice them. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's it. I mean, that's the only way I can see this being as effective as they're describing. Yeah, because you're right. Anybody who's been around a quadcopter knows they're not terribly silent yet. <laughs> Right. You can see them. Like You can see them. They're very clear in the sky. And they so, make a high-pitched buzzing sound that's quite noticeable. I mean, it's 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 very interesting because um, one could foresee a future where these are kind of your lookouts, right? You just kind of send one up whenever. I see, it, I see less of the swarming and trying to flush out federal law enforcement and more of like keeping tabs on, you know, where the police are in the neighborhood so I can be on the opposite side. Uh, oh. of of the town or of the block because i mean it's that that that's a behavior that's like you know centuries old but now you have a wireless flying technology that allows you to be more efficient at it which might be and the point of the speech was to make the argument that laws need to change to allow law enforcement yeah. to combat this kind of behavior which sometimes makes me skeptical of like oh how how common is this really? Are you just using it to make your case? And and the case may may be valid. I'm not arguing against it. Uh, it's, but. it's definitely something that I think law enforcement would like to see new legislation on. And it's something that I think people should be very well, like what you, what you essentially said is just be very skeptical, but also very hesitant to say, all right, now we're going to ban everything because <laughs> the police have told us they can't do their jobs because these are things are flying around. Um, and you know, the, of course, in any open society, you got to weigh the difference, uh, the, the value proposition of, um, you know, law enforcement with, uh, public, uh, openness. I E E E spectrum reports on an FCC filing from a company called point view for a satellite called Athena that could deliver internet service 10 times as fast as SpaceX's Starlink. SpaceX began launching satellites in February while point view plans to begin launches in early 2019. I triple E spectrum notes that point views FCC application was written by the same law firm that Facebook uses to file views to file its FCC application and has the same corporate agent in Delaware as several Facebook subsidiaries. Mm -hmm. They also talk about how the proposal notes that there would be a backup server located at a sort of indistinct office park in Northridge, north of L.A., which happens to be where Facebook is rumored to be creating its space-based technology recruitment arm. Indeed it is. all indications point to point view being Facebook's satellite internet arm. You know, if all the things that Facebook is, you know, it, it gotten in hot water for lately, the the idea of it um, providing, you know, low orbiting satellites around the world for people to have internet is not one of the things that gets me up in arms. You know, I'm like, okay, do it. Great. I don't know if I want Facebook as my ISP, though. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about 
work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Well, no, but we also have lots of choices compared to people who have zero. (laughs) We have a lot more choice than a lot of people do, Tom. That's Um, true. We will if there's SpaceX and this and uh, my local cable monopoly. That's true. (laughs) But yeah, choice has always been one of the things I've argued needs to be increased in the United States. So so I guess that that's a way of pushing me in to say, okay, fine, you know, make Facebook an ISP because if there's space ISP, that's more choice. So. Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to Daily Tech Headlines, available on the Amazon Echo, Google Home, and the Anchor app, and at DailyTechHeadlines.com. So Disney launched an update to its Star Wars Jedi Challenges game. Uh, They launched it back in November. It was showed off at CES. It works on Lenovo's smartphone-powered Mirage headset with a matching lightsaber controller. Uh, And this update, Nicole, allows local multiplayer mode called Lightsaber Versus that lets you duel your friends in the same room. Now, you tried this out. Uh, And I guess both players would have to have their own Mirage headset and controller, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like a one size fits all. Like you both need to have your own separate headsets and controllers. But before you could only battle online or or in-game stuff. Now now you can actually play with your friend. How was it? It was uh, pretty interesting. So the the idea behind AR and the, the Jedi challenges thing in general is that when you're wearing and you're seeing virtual objects in front of you, you can, you're still in like the real world. So like these virtual things are sort of overlaid on top of 
your living room or your office or whatever. So um, with the battle, the battle, you actually you actually see the person like right there, you know, your friend or whoever sitting there, sitting right there in front of you, waving their lightsaber hilt around, and it's kind of like a fun arcade game. I would sort of describe it as like you start you're, you're an arcade together, you're just sort of playing playing stars with your friends. I don't know, um, but with a video game setting, so there are actual like rules and points, and they, they, they're sort of battling for, and you're blocking shots, and you're you know, blocking, you're sort of dodging left and right to sort of block, you know, their shots. So um, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's. I don't know if it's like the thing you would play like all day long or anything, but it's a, it's a good like, it's a good party game. It's a good party fighting atmosphere kind of thing. Do you feel like the game at, at least mirrors how a lightsaber fight would play out in an actual <laughs> Star Wars movie in any sense, or is it just kind of something else? It's. I mean, are you getting for doing stuff that seems right? My big question know, is like how do you know when, when you got blocked because there's nothing actually stopping you. Right. So there, right. So there are there, there are visual cues. So for example, if there's a sign that says block, then you block. If there's a sign that says dodge, then you dodge. It's, it's kind of like following. It's kind of like DDR <laughs> revolution, <laughs> but like lightsaber lightsaber version of it. LSR. <laughs> you're sort of doing you're sort of matching matching patterns as as you're as you're fighting around and the person that matches the patterns better will win eventually so, and then you, you so your, your hit points go down as as the other person that goes better and that kind of thing so I mean, it was fun after a week of facebook announcements uh and getting to play this uh how are you feeling about augmented reality? I, I know you wrote an article that says Facebook seems like they're winning the augmented reality war right now. Yeah, I mean, they're very different kind of things. One is uh, the AR headset model. One's like a physical pair of glasses that Magic Leap's working on and all those companies are working on. Um, and then there's like the phone stuff, which is, as we've seen with Pokemon Go and Snapchat selfie filters. And that's like the really, that's like that's like the the entry level Right, that's like the the gateway drug of yeah. augmented reality. And some people point out it may not actually be augmented reality, but it gets right. people used to the idea. Right. So the idea of like seeing digital things on top of the real world is like, oh, that's kind of cool that you can see, you know, virtual cartoons on your desk and that kind of thing. Um, and as I sort of mentioned in my piece, like it seems super trivial right now, like you know, face masks and selfie filters. Like what can like whoop de doo right? But but I think the idea behind the idea here is that that's just the beginning. I guess that's sort of like get people used to the idea of AR, and then eventually they'll sort of like okay, if you're if you if you're interested in this, maybe like think of having a 3D object in your photos, and that's kind of cool. Or maybe, um, and I you know you're measuring things is the, is the popular is the popular you, you, yeah. That's one of the big it. Apple uh, demonstrations. The big Apple ones yeah. you can put in your room. So. Um, I think I think the reason why I think Facebook has a good hit start because you already have a Facebook app, you already have an Instagram app, you already have Messenger probably. I mean, if 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 you if you're a Messenger user anyway, so like you already have it in your hands, you already installed them. So it's like a matter of introdu- introducing small little like AR bits into your everyday use, and um, that way you that way you associate Facebook with AR. So that kind of like. The association. Um, that's why I think they have a really good head start. But of course, it's not just that, right? There's more than that. But the, the interesting thing I was talking to, I was asking a guy, and he's like, "Don't you think AR is pretty trivial? It's just like face masks and selfie filters." And he said, "Well, if you remember the iPhone when that first started, it was just fart apps and like pouring beer from your phone." True. So I was like, 
okay. Well, <laughs> I guess. Not really true. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the app store was plagued with fart apps at one point. I do remember that. At one that. point. Yeah. Uh, okay, I understand that, but that still doesn't really that still doesn't really answer the question of like, you know, at this point, it's mostly just those trivial use cases. We'll see where it goes from here, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, one of the things that did catch my eye, and we talked about it uh, when we talked about the F8 announcements earlier this week, was Facebook's AR Studio, unlike Google or Apple's efforts, is designed to be very user-friendly so that you don't have to already be a developer to put together some of these things. Yeah, so that's the other that's the other advantage that Facebook has is that AR Studio, from what I understand, is like very like if you're an artist or if you're a, if you're a, if you're a designer like a, like a, like a graphic designer, you could easily just jump in, you know, start playing around, and you'll be able to create a fairly decent sort of AR creation within like a few minutes or something like that. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, which I mean, and that's that's how the App Store took off is they they made it easier. It's not as easy as this, to be honest, but they made it easier for people to develop apps for the App Store, which is why you had so many fart apps, because they were easy to make. <laughs> uh, and and so I, I get the, the parallel, which is we, you know, Facebook could say we've now made it easy. Now let's see what people come up with. But just because you haven't had anybody come up with something yet doesn't mean that they will. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I, I actually believe in augmented reality. I think we will find some really cool uses for it, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it remains to be seen. You know, all kidding aside about you know Jedi fights and whatever, it's like I actually think the exercise version of the it may, it's very compelling to me. I'm not so crazy about the idea of AR VR for a lot of gaming reasons that excite other people, and that's fine. But something where I'm like, was it good exercise? Like, you know, is this like my new hip hop class? Like, I will, <laughs> I will do this. Like, I, I actually think that there's there's a lot of real world use, particularly in your own home where you don't need a lot of space um, with, that I would take advantage of. And I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. I don't oh, soul yeah, cycle was- anymore. I force cycle. <laughs> It was, cycle. it was it was definitely a workout you know like the not just doing this but like you're you're ducking you're dodging you're moving left and right in the space to to avoid uh you know being sliced at um and that, that could be an exercise routine made out of it maybe a slice left once you know maybe a whole like pattern yeah kind of thing. well you compared yeah. it to ddr and a lot of a lot of people yeah. felt that way about ddr back in the day so hey dance central on right. the Wii, that go. was that was a party. I mean, you that literally, literally could sweat to the eighties. You could sweat to the eighties with your friends <laughs> yeah. dancing very badly. I don't really know where we're not still doing that, but it was it was fun for a time. So yeah. All right. Well, let's see what the experts in our audience have to say in the mailbag, Sarah. Let's do that. First one comes from Vince. He says, in regards to why AT&T might be blocking that 1.1.1.1, it most likely is a network configuration. When I worked at another large telecom, we would configure the management subnets of a lot of things with that 1.1.1 as a common gateway address. The reason we used this range was that it was just junk and we couldn't overlap IP ranges at customer sites without causing them routing problems. So since customers use the entire spectrum of addresses under RFC 1918 addresses, we didn't have a lot of choices without burning valuable public addresses. So this is less of an issue now with better virtual networking technology, but AT&T is big enough with enough legacy gear. It's a very real possibility. Hmm. Um, I'm curious why Cloudflare's 
supposed ability to to handle all the junk routing uh, is is disrupted by that. But thank you for the insight, Vince. That that definitely helps us to understand that a little more. Also, uh, from a person who is not officially speaking for Amazon, uh, says not likely that 3D body scanning would be involved in any consumer apparel shopping product. But machine learning estimates of body shape based on a few flat photos and time trends are getting surprisingly good. This kind of research needs a corpus heh, of real-world uh, ground truth data and regular scans of the obvious way to obtain that. So uh, not only do we have a listener who's awesome at making puns and seems to maybe have some inside information about this, but it, it kind of bears out what we were thinking is they're doing the body scanning to build a database, but that wouldn't be how you would take advantage of this as a customer. Nicole, are you uh, an online shopping maven in any sense? We were talking about this yesterday and the fact that it's so hard for a lot of us to do that because we just don't know how things are going to fit. Um, I usually try things out first and then if 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 i have my size then i'll I'll buy them online yeah exactly and i think that this is the the problem that amazon wants to solve yeah they want to be able to say like oh we bet this is going to fit you we yeah like we don't want you to go to macy's and maybe buy it there if it happens to fit well yeah we we could take a couple of pictures of you and make it fit if they can fulfill that promise that's pretty big i would buy it because i'm you know being being a short person uh i would i would buy it Without having yep. to like hem, hem my pants every single time. Feel yeah. your pain, sister. <laughs> Feel your pain. All right, let's check in with Len Peralta, who has been illustrating uh, during this entire show. Len, what do you got for us? Well, you know, uh, the jury's still out for me as far as a good lightsaber game. Um, I, I, I've tried stuff like this before, and I feel like it's always gone short, so we'll see what happens. But this is a great image because today, of course, is uh, May the 4th be with you. And that is the name of this piece. Um, it's uh, someone, and I have to say, I should have drawn Nicole doing the review. And I apologize. <laughs> it was as and it's one of those things you're drawing, and suddenly you realize that probably something else should have happened. But anyway, um, he's saying it feels as if I cried out at once, and then suddenly silence. That's how I'm going to start my VR lightsaber review. What do you think, Nelson? <laughs> Nelson, and of course, Nelson is in the bottom, who has just been beheaded. By a very dark Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader also looks very svelte. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> he's been Thank he's been, he's been working out. Yeah, he he's has been, been doing force cycles. I, I tried to show that off because he uh, he has been working hard on it, and um, yeah. you know the uh, keto diet. Yeah, <laughs> this is the danger of wearing a headset: is you might not see an actual Sith come into the room and decapitate your friend. So that's right. That's why AR is better because you 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 see him coming exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, well, folks, go check it out. LenPeraltaStore.com. Yes, Excellent. Please. Yeah. Uh, and, and also uh, just commission me too. do that as well. Go commission Len right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Speaking of things that make things better, Nicole Lee always makes our Friday better or any day she decides to join us. <laughs> Nicole, I, we, we know you've been busy at Engadget. Uh, let folks know where in particular you'd like them to keep up with your work. Uh, so we have a we have a really very very busy week ahead of us. There's Microsoft Build next week. There's Google I/O next week. There's a lot of reviews coming up from me as well as other people. So uh, stay tuned. Um, I'll be tweeting about it as well. Twitter.com/slash/nicole. So yeah, lots of stuff. Very busy. Yeah. What is it with Microsoft and Google scheduling those in the same week? We need to talk to them about that. Uh, they're just really being difficult. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> 
Uh, thanks to everybody who supports this show and makes it possible. That's how we're able to do the show is that you get some value out of it and you give some value back. Uh, the main way to do that is patreon.com slash DTNS. We have some perks for you. Uh, at a dollar a month, you get a whole expanded show that includes everything you get here on Daily Tech News Show, plus pre and post show of us just talking about some expanded technology topics and, and other stuff. So if you enjoy hearing us talk about things, you might want to check that out and get the feed at patreon.com slash DTNS. Excellent. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. If you want to give us feedback, questions, comments, all that good stuff, please have at it. We love your feedback. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. And for more, find out at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. We'll be back on Monday with Lamar Wilson. Talk to you then. Woohoo! This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>